So you, as you've been going to stores for craft stuff, yes, have decorations gotten worse over the years, like in your opinion, or are they like getting better or is it kind of, you know, there's ebbs and flows. Um, mm. Some years are better than others. This year, I haven't, well, in our area, for some reason, they don't put out things until like September. In other parts of the country, it seems like they go out maybe as early as late July uh, during August. But um, I have been watching the videos where they show the collections coming up for the different box stores. <laughs> and <laughs> I watch them every year. Um, <laughs> Do they have really funny music behind it? And like, is it spooky oh, or yeah? Yeah, dude. You just know a, it. Just a theremin. <laughs> not even that cool i mean sometimes um but spirit halloween looks very disappointing and i think that has definitely been going downhill gradually throughout the years that's so surprising i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah right they've always um, been really cheap yeah. yeah i feel like it was better back in the day for some reason maybe i just didn't know as much as i do now about it Maybe but, a lot of like decorations were better back in the day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're not quite as gruesome as they used to be because I remember Spirit Halloween used to have some pretty gnarly stuff. And, I remember that too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just a few pieces now that they have. And it's just all cheaply made and really overpriced and... Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that they pushed a lot of people like, you know, from the from the 70s to the 90s that they were buying all these really badass like things were that were still mass produced, but still from independent companies. Yeah, and I'm sure it's all been outsourced now and it's all so cheap. It's probably not made as cool as it used to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys watch Transworld no. videos. Uh-uh. That's like the biggest horror convention. I think it usually happens around spring, early summer. And it's all these different independent makers that come and show what they're working on. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. I would love to go one year. It looks mm-hmm. badass. Do, do they hold it, anything? Do they hold it in a certain place or does it like travel around? I think it's in California. Of course. Everything's in California. I know. I, know. I, know. I don't know for sure, but it's definitely not close to us. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, to answer your question. Yeah, they're getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. all right. It's good to have the bones of the thing and just make it better. That's right. That's that's kind of been my mission. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's a tragedy, you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of tragedies, welcome to Under the Pendulum. Oh, that was good. Oh, that mm. was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris here with Heather. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. Hi. Oh, I think we've been talking about doing this episode for a while. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. It's been it's been on our list for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. So on today's episode, we have thrills, chills, and disregard for safety regulations. <laughs> so today we are putting theme park tragedies under the pendulum. Ooh. Yeah, this one's rough. Yeah, it's got some rough ones. Um and there's like a lot of examples, but I think I think we're doing about three of them. Okay. But yeah, there's quite a lot of examples. I think I think mm-hmm. we probably picked some of the maybe not well known, but some of the more tragic um, yeah. accidents. Yeah. The uh, theme park mishap page on Wikipedia is quite extensive. 
And yeah. I think it's only for North America. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is like, not counting geez. all the other amusement parks in the world. Right. And I mean, you know, us growing up in Florida around all these amusement parks, we definitely heard our fair share of urban legends about mm. <laughs> mishaps that have happened. You know, there's the ever famous uh, dude retrieving his hat underneath a roller coaster and getting kicked in the head and decapitated. I don't that, know if you remember that's that. That's like happened a lot, though, right? Yeah. 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 I, I uh, When we were doing this, um, I did read a few instances of decapitation. Um, yeah. And it's usually from, yeah, like those high velocity roller coasters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of ejections. That yep. happens, too. I was going to say one of my favorite... Um, podcast uh spooked i know heather likes that one you showed yeah. me that one but there's an episode called the thin place where this like um paramedic sees the people that have just died and one of them was a guy who got his head kicked off at a roller coaster and he like shows up that. he shows up behind him and they're watching the footage and the guy just doesn't believe he's dead kind of thing and it's just and the paramedic doesn't want to turn around and look at his ghost because he's afraid it's going to be this headless guy. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine like seeing that? Ha- I mean, just like I, I imagine there's just no. blood I mean, everywhere. I mean, it's got to be. After working in prosthetics and all that stuff, I can't even fucking watch someone get shot in a movie without feeling sick. Like I can't even handle gore anymore. It's disgusting. <laughs> Let alone in real life. Like hell no. So so this is a sidebar, but um, you know, I work at a high school. So yeah. we had to do these trainings, which was basically like like all like safety trainings. So mm-hmm. one was stopping the bleed. Like so if somebody's bleeding, it's learning how to like stop. Actually, I learned some some really good stuff, but we had to do yeah. real life or not real life, but real simulations of like school shootings and oh shit. God. Oh dude, no, Christopher, they're bringing it, you into that shit. It Damn. was intense, dude. Like that man. Dude, Holy you're like shit. they have like kids running around and then like there's a cop shooting blanks. With a gun, really, and then there's sirens going off, so you have to run into this hallway, and they have they have some dummies that have different things wrong with them, like maybe one got shot in the chest, injuries, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you got to like go over, look at what's going on, and then they'll be, you know, and then you'll hear gunshots. So then you have to like (laughs) get the kid out of the way. So like, you know, so me and one of the teachers, we came up, and like one of the kids got shot in the chest. So you know, I was like, okay, so he has a hole in his chest. So I need to put over this chest thing that yeah. like helps helps to ha- helps it breathe and also stops the bleeding. Well, kinda keeps it from bleeding more. Yeah, yeah. And so then, like, we hear the gunshots, and we're like, "Fuck!" So we grab the corpse or grab the dummy. We start pulling it, and its head just comes off. So <laughs> <laughs> we're pulling it out of the way. <laughs> That's so <laughs> fucked up that they train you on that. I hate that so much. Yeah. Number I mean, one, number one, I don't want to live in this country anymore. And number two, that's the real haunted house in your area. It oh, was, my God. It was really stressful and kind of ruined my day for sure. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Like, don't but... forget to have a couple extra tampons in your desk in case someone starts their period or there's a bullet wound. You have to shove a fucking tampon in. Yeah. Like, God. I, I know. It's. It, I mean, and, you know, the cops aren't happy about it. I mean, I, I really no. like I really like our two SROs. Wow, they're, that's nice. they're really cool guys. You know, they if, if a kid gets in trouble for marijuana, they try to 
you know, deal with it internally in the school and not Man, involve the courts because yeah. they don't want they don't want to put kids through the justice system. Maybe this early. is like a bonfire dinner discussion. But man, like, are they going to fucking make you start carrying a gun? That pisses me off. No, That's no. Horrible. It's but it. I mean, the, the whole point was, you know, God forbid this happens. At least you have a little bit of just training. even just a smallest bit of experience yeah. in, in training Absolutely. in. You know, it could it could save a kid's life, you know, or yeah. it could save it could save a, a, a teacher's life or something. Fucking God. bullshit. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It sucks. I it know. has to happen, but I think it's a very good thing that they're doing that. Yeah, it, it, it does suck. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you just never know when it's gonna where and when it's gonna happen nowadays. So you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so to me, Christ. you know, as much as it sucked, having a little bit of that training yeah. was was yeah. helpful because. You know, yeah. I mean, you're never going to be prepared, but I guess having no. a little bit will help. But I would well, say the fu- the funny thing was the dummy's head falling off. Yeah, yeah that's that was, really funny. <laughs> we're just like pulling it, just like pop. Well, let's just oh, hope sure. that Chris is around at the shopping mall that gets shot up. You know, the, the and, guy, uh, the, or the, not. the cop came up and he's <laughs> like, no, yeah. he's like, well, you patched up the uh, the chest wound really well, but. Uh, you lost the head, you know. <laughs> They're like, all right, no human head would be attached yeah. this way. Come yeah, on. I was like, we should blame it on its weak genetics for having a weak <laughs> yeah. neck. No, that gallows humor. Gotta have it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. This kid lost his head. He wasn't being careful. <laughs> it's because he's weak. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, so let's get back on track. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I, I see. I smell what you're stepping in. Uh, so before delving into the core of this episode, let's briefly discuss the history of theme parks, which actually I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. And you will. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the concept of creating spaces for entertainment seems to would seem to naturally emerge whenever people gather for leisure, right? I mean... It's it's probably a really old concept, mm-hmm. um, but early amusement parks kind of resembled festivals more than anything else. You know, they would offer outdoor games and attractions. I w- I would honestly say something like the Ren Fair on a smaller scale is is probably a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, you can dance if you want to. Oh you yeah, can leave your you friends behind. <laughs> Huzzah to the tipper! Uh, <laughs> So the origins of these amusement spaces is often attributed to the European pleasure gardens, particularly particularly during the mid-1500s. So these gardens featured attractions such as grand fountains, beautifully landscaped gardens, staged shows, music, dance performances, and sometimes even rudimentary rides. Wow. So Bakken is the oldest operating amusement park in the world. Situated within a forest near Copenhagen, Denmark, and centered around a natural spring called Dyerhaven, Bakken attracted visitors who believed in the spring's healing properties, although they probably really came because the water quality in Copenhagen was so poor at the time. (laughs) You know, but it's this beautiful place with the spring, and, you know, so people would just naturally gather. Yeah. Um, And so... This area was kind of part of the royal hunting grounds and wasn't technically open to the public, and they would crack down on that. But before that, people gathered, and then that would bring all kinds of other people. That would bring some performers and maybe a couple of people trying to sell some trinkets. Um, You know, so it would kind of just become this cool spot to have a little entertainment and relax. Like an attraction, one would say? Like an attraction. (laughs) 
However, it would later be expanded and enriched with features like an animal park and gardens by the king and his successors. And eventually it was reopened to the public in the mid-1700s under King Frederick V. Thank you, Fred. Yep. So as Bakken's popularity grew, it attracted entertainers, innkeepers, and merchants, leading to increased foot traffic, which in turn led to deteriorating maintenance and conditions. So in 1883, a coalition of business owners formed an association committed to improving the park, and their efforts introduced electricity, restrooms, proper garbage management, and overall maintenance enhancements. And in the 20th century, roller coasters and other automated rides transformed Bakken into the family theme park we would recognize today. That's so, interesting. So yeah. It's been around for like hundreds of years, and now it's just like a fucking Six Flags. Uh, well, it's 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 still on a smaller scale. They don't have like a lot of the big rides. Um, they really yeah. try to kind of keep like an old world charm to it. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, they even kind of employ some. Um, yeah, what's that one clown? He's like this famous French clown. Perrault clowns. Or yeah, they... yeah. Actually, the Perrault clown. He he's sort of like the mascot of um, that's awesome of the park. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I think I even read that. The park actually attracted the original Perro clown, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because was it was it a guy or is it just a type of clown? I think it's clown? a type of clown. I oh. mean, they're like really interesting because they're like there there's some spookiness around them where they're like tied to like the afterlife and death and stuff like that and like to oh. the moon and things. That's why they're always like crying. <laughs> to the moon. So. But it's like it's also a comedy thing. It's been a while since I looked into it, but yeah, they're they're pretty interesting theater wow. things. Okay, because I was I was thinking there was like an original one who was. There was probably a couple really famous ones. Oh, okay, yeah, probably guess, just like the same as like the famous farters and stuff like that. But oh, the, the the flatulists. Yeah. <laughs> so amusement parks resembling pleasure gardens made their way to America in the 1700s. And they were kind of reminiscent of Bakken's early days. Vauxhall Gardens in New York opened in 1767 and eventually featured one of America's first carousels by the 1800s. However, the most iconic amusement park, Coney Island, was founded in the late 19th century and became home to one of the world's first roller coasters. And this name's it's a little weird. It's a little suggestive. The Switchback Gravity Pleasure Railway. Giggity. So this rudimentary coaster featured a cart that traveled along a 600-foot mini-track at a thrilling neck-break speed of six miles per hour. Jeez, man. It's funny. (laughs) They they show, like, old uh, illustrations of it, and it's, like, a bunch of Victorian... You know, top hats and, and ladies yeah. they're just like ah, like wind <laughs> blown in their hair and hats are flying off American experience PBS documentary about Coney Island where they show all this awesome footage of like people in feather hats and skirts like falling around and like going on these rides and shit it's pretty fun yeah I recommend it, it. it's pretty interesting yeah it's just you funny there well, they had to make sure that it stayed at that speed so the ladies' hats and gentlemen's top hats did not fall off. So mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. thinking. Could you imagine being seen without it? <laughs> Indeed. So in 1895, Coney Island introduced the Foot Flap Railway, which was the world's first roller coaster with a loop. I love it. Flip flap. <laughs> <laughs> Flip flap. So this ride so this ride was perilous due to a lack of understanding of physics and mechanics of speed and gravity on the human body. 
So passengers would often experience significant G-forces, which led to various injuries, including <laughs> whiplash, spinal injuries, head and neck injuries, and ejections. Oh, dear. Yeah. So it was pretty dangerous, but... Gotta, you gotta learn somehow. You gotta do it, yep. Yeah, they just didn't really realize like the best way to make it, like how much speed for the car to give. Yeah, and, you know, and yeah, it was a lot of not a lot, lot of, of sciencey stuff that I, yeah. you know, am <laughs> not a, not a good at explaining. Yeah. <laughs> Consequently, thrill seekers and ordinary visitors alike were drawn to the excitement and perceived danger of these rides. And as time passed and rides became larger and more sophisticated, we witnessed the development of the extreme roller coasters that we have today. Extreme. <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> I mean, dude, when I people talk about theme parks, I'm always like, man, we're from Florida. We we know theme parks, all right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to do uh too many roller coasters anymore. They scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been on one in a while, but I would like to, you know. Uh, last one I went on was at uh Elitch Gardens and my neck hurt so bad after that. Oh, uh, but those rides are kind of old and janky. Yeah, well, they're definitely I, janky. Oh, I, I mean, I love Elitch Gardens, but man, that's dangerous sometimes. <laughs> yeah. our, our, uh, Kendra and I, our, our stepsister, um, we were waiting in line for like the one that goes up and drops you. Oh, and God. so it was a long line. And that fucker broke down like three times while we were in line. <laughs> and people were like stuck up there for five minutes. And after the third time, we're like, nah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. so nevertheless the charm of the classic amusement park endured these parks evolved to include traveling versions that invested in additional attractions such as haunted houses mazes water rides as well as smaller simpler rides like gravitrons and ferris wheels and this is in contrast to the costly large-scale coasters so like Mm -hmm. these kind of um theme parks are more like amusement parks you know those are probably more like modern versions of of the old amusement parks, you know. It's sure. more it's more games than rides a lot of the yeah. times. Yeah. Whether you are at your local fair or a renowned theme park like Six Flags, safety is not always guaranteed. Ride malfunctions, negligence, and rider behavior can all contribute to accidents and tragically fatalities. So today we'll cover three stories of tragedy and disaster. Yeah, after reading up on this, I'm a little hesitant to enter any ride of any kind. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the world's falling apart, so that doesn't boost my confidence. Mm-mm. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. That too. Well, uh, so the first thing we will cover is Black Sunday, and this is on King's Island. I don't, I don't think I, I heard about this one. Yeah, this one's crazy. So King's Island is a theme park in Cincinnati, Ohio and has been in operation since 1972. The park is 364 acres and hosts over 100 different attractions throughout its eight themed sections. The park is open seasonally and operates from April to December and is the third most visited seasonal park in North America, averaging at about 3.5 million visitors annually. Kings Island has had its share of triumphs, having been featured in a couple of sitcoms in the 70s and having been home to record-breaking attractions. But it has also had its challenges, too. So we'll talk about the most tragic day in the park's history, June 9th, 1991, or Black Sunday. So dear bloody... Oh, wrong, wrong thing, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
So unlike other disasters at theme parks, where typically a single event is responsible for death or injury for multiple people, on this day, lightning struck the same place twice. Two completely unrelated mishaps that happened nearly within an hour of one another led to terrible tragedy. Dude, holy shit. Right? <laughs> this is, so this is going to be one of those like angry at somebody for negligence thing I'm, I'm feeling? Well, yeah. Kinda. All right. Pretty much. <laughs> isn't that funny? That's that, right? It's always the case, huh? I know. That's so funny. we've learned that time so, and time again. So funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so the first incident occurred at around 8:30 p.m. in the Oktoberfest section of the park. Oh, of course. <laughs> Two friends, Timothy Benning, age 22, and William Haithcote, age 20 were employees of Ameritrust and were at the park on a company picnic. The two men were crossing a bridge over a pond near the Festhaus, a beer hall, on their way to ride a roller coaster. So there are two versions of what set off this next event. In one version, Timothy decided it would be funny to splash his friend by sticking his hands into a fountain water feature while crossing the bridge. In the other version, Timothy lost something in the pond and entered a restricted area to retrieve it from the water. In either case, when Timothy made contact with the water, he convulsed and suddenly fell into the pond. Oh. William immediately went in after his friend to attempt to save him, but Uh. he also convulsed and fell unconscious upon hitting the water. Convulsed? Yeah, electrocuted. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I I was like, well, how did they convulse? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to. Are we going to talk about Action Park? No, no. Oh, man, that would deserve its its own episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. so I thought for sure we're going to talk about Action Action Park. But like there was that one where it was like the uh, the the wave pool and a guy stepped on a, a like a uncovered wire underwater and was electrocuted kind of oh, thing but shit. that like Lord. happened i guess like a couple times of electrocution yeah <laughs> i mean dude action park it i mean again that that is like it's yeah, that's its gnarly. own episode oh, it's just yeah. so many yeah the wild <laughs> so west things. of theme parks yeah. when they were <laughs> fun you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what a lot of people when the say. threat of death was real when a guy <laughs> drew a ride on a napkin and they made it <laughs> back in the day where it actually meant something <laughs> <laughs> so not far from the pond daryl robertson age 20 a park employee working as a security guard heard the commotion and he rushed over to the water to assist the two men however the same thing happened to Robertson <laughs> oh, as he drove into the water <laughs> to rescue the two men. <laughs> God, those poor fucking people. I know. That's an awful way to die, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't imagine. Did, did they die? Did they all die? Well, or are I'll you get getting, there. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting, getting a little No, hard. it's okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Ooh, now, now, there's, now there's suspense. <laughs> So by this time, the bizarre occurrence had attracted notice from park patrons. There are also two versions of what happens next here. God, thank God there were cell phones around that time. (laughs) Nobody would be helping. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be all filming. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody should help this guy. I know. No shit. (laughs) I ain't going over there. (laughs) Try this kitty cat filter. (laughs) (laughs) So in one version, one of the park guests realized the danger of the situation and knowing he could not touch the water, grabbed a trash can lid 
and was able to fish the men out of the pond to safety. Wow. In the other version, a man named Howard Heath and two other men pulled the three victims out of the pond after realizing there, were no longer, there was no longer an electrical current running through it. In either case, there was a nurse that happened to be in the area and started to perform CPR on the men while awaiting emergency services. Meanwhile, at around 9.45 p.m., Candy Taylor, age 32, was at the park with a group of friends from a truck driving school where she was a student. She had really been enjoying her day and had been drinking throughout her stay. As you do. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> she decided to ride the flight commander. Now, this ride is kind of hard to explain, so I took this from an article I was reading. So this ride was a, quote, rotating flat ride where, rider, where riders encircled a tower in one of 22-person capsules. Joysticks in the capsules enabled the riders to raise, lower, and flip their vehicles at heights of up to 60 feet. So I think I think I've seen those, right? So they it's like everybody's got their own pod. And yeah, it's like can... a tall tower with like arms coming off of it, like the 20 cars. Each right, car right. seats two people, and you can control like little flips and tricks and stuff with a yeah, joystick. Yeah, because I think I think they have like kind of wings, so you can kind of control the wings. Um, and and so as it's moving up and down, you you know, it's kind of like a plane, right? Or uh, you can kind of. You well, these manip- are more like like pods. I don't I don't recall oh, okay. seeing wings on them, but oh, okay. maybe there's other iterations that have wings on them. I, I have seen those. Actually, there was a video that just came out where a lady's was kind of malfunctioning. I think she had her wings like the opposite ways, so she just kept spinning and she <laughs> oh, couldn't no. stop. I felt so. Yeah, you feel bad. Yeah, for that her. sounds awful. Yeah, and they just and they just didn't stop. It just kept going. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I probably would throw it up. Yeah. All over those fucking people who aren't doing anything. So in these pods, you could do full barrel rolls, and they go insanely high off the ground. So Candy was placed in a pod meant for two riders, all by herself. Now, not long after the ride started, Candy's pod turned upside down, and she fell out of it, plunging 70 feet to the ground, before bouncing up about four feet off the ground and down again. Jesus. (sighs) It was a horrific sight, and she was gravely injured. However, she was still barely breathing at the scene of the accident. Now, all injured parties were attended to by emergency services, and two helicopters were dispatched. Unfortunately, only one person out of these four would survive these tragic accidents. Oh, wow. William Haithcote and Daryl Robertson's cause of death was electrocution, and they were pronounced dead later that evening at around 10 p.m. Candy Taylor succumbed to her injuries and was pronounced dead at 10.34 p.m. Timothy Binnings, the first guy to go into the water, he would make a full recovery and was released from the hospital within a few days. He's the first one. Wow. Wow. He was probably like electrocuted the longest. Yeah. Wow. There's only like a certain amount of time your body can like sustain that kind of thing. Yeah. I. I, It's wild. I don't know how how that happened. I think I was reading one of the guys ultimately I read in one source that he drowned. Mm. His he drowned and what his cause of death wasn't electrocution. It was actually drowning. Mm. So as we have learned in the past from doing this podcast, tragedies such as these are almost always senseless and highly preventable. In the case Mm. of the Oktoberfest pond, Kings Island had failed to follow government mandated safety requirements. 
The pump in this particular pond, meant to circulate the water to prevent algae growth, was defective. And this wouldn't have been a problem had the park had proper circuit breakers in place. OSHA also fined the park for not having the adequate rails up around their water features. And after this incident, the park installed the circuit breakers and installed higher railings. But once again, too little, too late. They're just like, fucking fine. God. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess we'll, I guess we'll pay the money to do it. Yeah, and it is apparently like so super cheap to put these circuit breakers in. It was ridiculous. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I had a circuit. I had to put a circuit breaker in at our own place, and it was like three hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that was, was for a li- yeah. I mean, it's, it, and it's a fucking theme park. You know, it's just right. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the case of the flight commander, it was later determined that Candy must have passed out while on the ride, and despite her blood alcohol level being at 0.30, she was absolutely not at fault. This could have happened to anyone, and it's very common for people to pass out on thrill rides in general. Yeah, that's true. Although Sad. we cannot know for certain how this exactly happened, it is quite likely that this was the case, as there was no other rider in the pod with her, and there were no seat dividers in place. These factors allowed her limp body to slide under the restraints, spilling over into the empty seat. Oh my god. Furthermore, it is thought that her leg may have hit the joystick, turning her pod upside down. This with the fact that she was no longer restrained caused her body to free fall to the ground, head first. Candy's family settled out of court with Kings Island and sued the ride's manufacturer, Intamin. Also, Kings Island stopped serving alcohol not long after this as well. (laughs) Like, as if that was the problem, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, like... (laughs) You know, in reading reading a bunch of these over over this last little bit, j- just that falling from like seventy feet, or God, sometimes man. it's like a hundred feet. You know, it's a nightmare. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was reading one. It's not. I don't. I didn't put it in here. This uh, guy and his wife were on a ride, and you know, it was like a proper one of the proper roller coasters where you you know go up and, and around, yeah. and you know, and I guess their her restraint wasn't good, and he basically said like we went down she flew out was just gone like he was like just one minute she was there next she was just gone and yeah and she you know she obviously died because it was like of course i don't know probably like over 100 feet but yeah oh my god it's like roller coasters Mm -hmm. are scary enough man (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I love them i love them i really do but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so that was black sunday wow that's crazy right I was thinking they must have pissed off like a like a witch or something. She put mm-hmm. a curse on them. The theme park gods all at once. Yeah. Too many stale hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> My beer was flat. <laughs> I mean, not to be like, you know, insensitive, but the, the three guys going one after the other was very yeah. like three stooges kind of like <laughs> yeah, three that stooges was esque, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's horrible, but it's just like I was just thinking of oh lemmings off a cliff some, or something. I was like, yeah, Dang, you guys. I mean, they were all trying to help one another, which I, you know, I commend. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I would be so scared. I wouldn't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because you have, may have no idea what. I mean, probably had no idea what happened to that guy. You know, yeah, the, the first one, right? It's just like. Like, whoa, he's down. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's going to drown. I better go in and help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So this isn't going to get any better. 
<laughs> so uh, the one I picked was the Battersea Park Funfair Disaster. Oh, I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, actually, I hadn't heard of this one either. Um, but I guess it's actually pretty, uh, pretty fa- uh, infamous in in England. Okay. So the Battersea Park Funfair disaster occurred on May thirtieth, nineteen seventy two, at the Battersea Park Funfair in London. That is such a long sentence. You I know. I might. I, I might just again. start saying the Funfair just because. Or Batterfish. Batterfish is funny too. Battersea. Did Batter-sea? I say Batterfish? Yeah. I did say Batterfish. Yeah. Right? I didn't hear Batterfish, but I like it more. <laughs> maybe, maybe I have a restaurant called Batterfish across from me. So maybe oh, I'm hearing what I want to You're making me question myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the delicious Batterfish. So if I did say Batterfish, it's Battersea. <laughs> I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to edit it. Yeah. I, 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 might, not, I might just be hungry. I'm sorry. I am not rereading it. <laughs> they got curry they got garlic lemon Ooh, oh my god oh just, man that sounds pretty good uh, okay <laughs> okay so now can i go this whole ep- this whole portion without saying batterfish mm-hmm. we'll, oh, see. we'll see <laughs> <laughs> so this accident is considered one of the worst theme park disasters in history Whoa. and the age of the victims makes this accident all the more tragic oh, oh you no. guys yeah <laughs> So the fun fair originated as one of the sections of the 1951 Festival of Britain. This event aimed to showcase the scientific and artistic potential of post-war Britain, providing a respite from the shadow of war and rationing. The Deputy Prime Minister <laughs> The Deputy Prime Minister at the time, Herbert Morrison, envisioned the festival as a means to bring joy. The festival had two main hubs, the South Bank, which featured attractions like the Skylon, and the Battersea Funfair. Both sections were initially planned for just one year of operation. The Funfair featured a range of imaginative attractions, including themed rides and fantastical elements designed to transport visitors to other worlds. And this is a really early example of like what you would what you'll see, you know, in like places like Six Flags or um, you know, Islands of Adventure or something where mm-hmm. you go to these different sections that are different worlds or, right. you know, or are themed, right? Like Magic Kingdom kind of. Right. And, so so this is a really, a really early example. And, you know, and this sort of idea is actually, it predates um, Disney World. Because, huh. yep. Those I think Disney World wouldn't thieves. come for another four mm-hmm. years. And actually, mm-hmm. this park might might have um, influenced Walt Disney in, in how he you know, would go on to design Disney World. I'll bet you it did. Yeah. That bastard. (laughs) (laughs) For example, uh, with Funfair, visitors could step back in time to fantastical medieval England or ride a rocket ship to the moon. Ride a rocket ship to the moon. (laughs) That's impossible. We'll never be able to do that. That sounds pretty fun. That's a a pipe dream. (laughs) So while the South Bank attractions were discontinued after a year, The Battersea Pleasure Gardens received an extension, allowing them to operate for an additional year. This continued operation proved profitable and led to negotiations for a 21-year lease. And this meant that many rides would have to be refurbished as they were only really meant to function for that year. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So you got to get where it's going. Uh-huh. So notably, the Big Dipper roller coaster underwent multiple relocations and refurbishments in its lifetime. Its earliest incarnation was at the Southport Pleasure Park in 1922. Ooh. John Collins, the son of an amusement park owner, 
who had carried on in the industry, would later own the Big Dipper. And the big and this ride would be like dismantled and relocated, rebuilt and dismantled again, like so, you know, just over the decades. It was just yeah, moved that around. can't be. It yeah. was stored at yeah. one point, you know. It's yeah. So by the time of the tragedy in 1972, it was already half a century old. Yeah. Oh my God, and taken apart and put back yep. together. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything gets weaker when you yeah. do that. Well, and you know. And when they tried to refurbish it, they had they cannibalized other parts of other coasters just to try to like make it work, or oh you know, or at least try, just try to like fix it up. And then a fire damaged it in 1970, and they had to replace a train, uh, one of the train carts. Um, and and I'll, get just, to, I'll get to. They just didn't replace it. Well, kinda. Um, okay. So <laughs> I'll explain what the Big Dipper is in a second. Okay. But um. So they bought a train, a replacement train, and said it was for the spare parts. Um, but what they think really happened was that the train was just used to replace the damaged one. So this means that they may have used a train that was not meant to function full time and was at least 50 years old as well. And this train, you know, this cart would carry riders on the coaster. Oh I think Lord. they bought it in Italy for like you know, nothing or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> so the Big Dipper is just, it's essentially just a normal wooden roller coaster. You know, yeah. you, you get into the cart and, you know, it would be hoisted up to the top of a rise or a hill by ropes. And at the top, um, it would let go and gravity would do the rest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you think Gwazi in Florida. Right, yeah. Probably something kind of similar to that. It was the most popular ride as well as being the largest. So it could have been very similar to Gwazi. Um, yeah. If anybody's ever been to Florida and Bush Gardens, you might know Guazi. Hadn't um, thought of that name in a long time. Yeah. Man, that that thing whips you the fuck around. Yeah, it <laughs> It really does. <laughs> so the Big Dipper's not doing too hot, right? No, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it's not doing great. So on the day of the accident, during a ride on the Big Dipper, one of the carts was making the ascent up the first big hill. Without warning, the cart broke loose near the top and was sent backwards. Oh, no. The emergency brakes failed, and as the cart accelerated, it derailed on on a sharp curve. It crashed through a barrier and plummeted to the ground. What's worse is two other carts fell off the rails and landed on top of the first cart. Three children were dead on the scene, with another two dying later of injuries, and 13 others were injured. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like that's like horror movie level fucking malfunction oh, worst yeah. nightmare shit. Oh, dude, yeah. It's mm. just like it not only derails but it crashes through a barrier. Then oh man, just yeah, yikes. So the aftermath of the disaster led to extensive investigations into the safety measures and protocols at Battersea Park Funfair. Questions arose about the maintenance of the Big Dipper and the qualifications of the ride operators and the overall safety standards in place. Days before the disaster, there had been a few complaints from employees and riders of brake issues and failure. One cashier revealed in court that the managers were, quote, frequently drunk and the teenage staff were often seen taking and administering drugs. Oh, dear. It was the 70s, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're explaining carnies. So <laughs> <laughs> she added that one manager, quote, 
was out of his depth by having no supervision or instruction as to its maintenance of the Big Dipper. Yikes. So despite this and the 51 faults found with the Big Dipper during the investigation, <laughs> no one was ever found guilty or convicted. Dang. I think in the 70s, maybe, but geez. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the incident raised concerns about the potential risks associated with amusement parks in general and yeah. the need for stricter regulations to prevent such tragedies in the future were called for. Yeah. It's so as to watch witness interviews from then, because where was this in England? Was this England? I think it's it's in London. Oh my god, yeah. the like accents, like Cockney accents, just talking about this horrible <laughs> roller coaster roller coaster accident. It was rowing backward, and I'm it derailed. Being... Yes, it <laughs> was horrible. <laughs> Kids were flying; they're just flying <laughs> everywhere. Oh I apologize to England for my accent. Yeah, sorry. yeah, me too. We all we here on Under the Pendulum podcast uh, apologize for any future British accents. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we we we've lived with English people most of our lives, and yeah. you, you think we'd be better at it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I think I'm pretty decent, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I find okay. I find the Cockney one a little harder than like the posh. You yeah, know, like northern, yeah. northern <laughs> Londoner. Let us well, know. They should have. They should have bunged that. Uh, that Big Dipper in the bin. That's what they I should think. have. <laughs> should have bunged it in the bin. That's true. <laughs> Did y'all see Final Destination? Was it two with the roller coaster, or was it three? I don't remember. Uh, I probably yeah. have seen it, but I don't remember. I'm sure a ton of our listeners are thinking about that because it's such a crazy. Roller coaster, fucking death machine accident. It's great. Uh, I gotta watch it. Yeah. Yep. You gotta watch it. Yes. Oh, I'm going to. I also think of that scene in the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Where, with the roller coaster where it goes off, and it's just like, how does that fucking make sense? They, in House on Haunted Hill, they had a they had a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember that the guy owned an amusement park, and oh, it was like, and then it, like to scare you. Yes. Yeah, I but it's just now. like, where's that cart go? And then there's like an <laughs> elevator scene where they're yeah. like crashing down oh it's right where you scared mm-hmm. with a ride yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep 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 <laughs> chris katan i love know him. poor guy i love him you know he he had like a horrible accident during yeah. one of his and it like fucked up his back and then he yeah. like apparently got addicted to pills really bad and oh, just like no. ruined his career i guess that's what happened i did not know that i mean i know it's so sad because he was so funny like monkey bone he was so great in monkey bone and like Aww. all that stuff I thought that, was, I thought that was brendan fraser well, he's the he's the runner corpse that is. They're trying to get his organs back. Oh, that's you know? right. Okay, yeah, it's been a while. It's cute. Anyway, death. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a result of the Battersea Park Funfair disaster, the Big Dipper roller coaster was dismantled, and comprehensive safety reforms were introduced across amusement parks in the United Kingdom. But the park did not lo- last long either. It shut down shortly after the accident in 1974. John Collins died five years after the tragedy in 1977, and as noted, he never spoke of it, gave any acknowledgement, nor apologized. Hmm. This tragic event served as a catalyst for the, for the amusement park industry to prioritize safety measures and ensure the well-being of visitors. And in 2021, a public campaign was initiated to make a memorial for those who died that day, and a tree was planted in their honor in Battersea Park. 
I bet it was oh, all that guy jealous. who didn't apologize idea to do that. Put up a fucking tree or something. I'm I don't sure know. he didn't even like wasn't even involved in that. <laughs> just... uh, well, put yeah. it in my will. If they're still bitching about it in a few decades, just put up a fucking tree. Just put a tree. Fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that was lovely. Yeah. A... Batter fish. Batter, Batter fish. fish. <laughs> well, for our last one, I'm going to talk about Six Flags Great Adventure Haunted Castle. Ooh. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Okay, wait. Let me guess the year real quick. Is this going to be like 1982? You're so close, dude. 83? Or Warmer. 81. 84. Yeah. I was going to say 84 first, but then I was like, <laughs> the book, and I'm like, that's too easy. I can't say it, but I saw, I, I totally thought 84 first. Anyway. anyway. Conspiracy. Yep. Coincidence. On. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, Six Flags Great Adventure Park is a park in Jackson Township, New Jersey. It opened in 1974, and the 510-acre park, including its safari animal park, is the second largest in the world and welcomes an average of approximately 3 million guests a year. It's a lot of butts wait, wait, wait. seats. So was this the first Six Flag location? You know, I'm not sure. Okay, okay. I was going to say leave it to Jersey to, to do this dangerous <laughs> thing. But anyway, anyway. Isn't that where Action Park was in Jersey? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little more devil may care here in Jersey. Uh-huh. <laughs> So by all accounts, it is a standard theme park experience with many rides and attractions. However, one of these former staples ended in a horrific accident that claimed several lives and injured many more. Oof. This oh God, is oh the God, story. Oh What's that? I just I'm just I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the story of the Haunted Castle Fire of 1984. Okay, was it ghosts? Oh no, it's fire. I was going to guess fire next. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you ghosts know, on fire. Spot on. <laughs> I find I find the stories of like all these fires because we've done a few, you know, yeah. by now. Um they're super compelling and interesting. Yeah. But god, they're hard to you know. I know, like, I know they're like, really sad, you guys. When you get some really details, scary. it's uh-huh. oh my god, dude. I bet the guy from Prodigy was like some kind of interdimensional being dressed up like him and he was just running through the halls before the fire really struck and there's this guy with like the American flag and the devil horns just <laughs> saying he's the fire starter and they're like, why your starter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so the haunted house was opened in 1978 and was intended to be a temporary attraction for the shoulder season. However, due to its popularity, it became a permanent part of the park, running daily from open to close, eventually becoming the Haunted Castle. It was a walk-through dark ride that had creepy decor and scare actors at different points of the ride. The castle was constructed from 16 semi-trailers, which were actually two sets of eight trailers connected together. Uh, weird see that's probably how they do it at like the carnivals and like right. the fairs and stuff because like there's this beautiful rich history of the haunted house like outdoor paintings to like attract people and like then pretty much every time you get inside it's so fucking bad and shitty <laughs> yeah yes wow yeah 
it's like the stereotypical like like the head pops off of one of the bad animatronics or but it's like it's so bad it's like an oven mitt on a stick with a scary face like (laughs) or it's got like it's got like a uh drive through talk box like (laughs) not even hitting (laughs) (laughs) it's honestly dark ride dark rides are a part of my nightmares the most often that's one of the places i go to really most often in my dreams for nightmares yeah wow that's really interesting welcome to a gallery of your fears So uh, the castle was constructed from these 16 semi-trailers, which were actually two sets of eight trailers connected together. Dude, that's just insane. That's crazy. Yeah, it's bananas. So each side was an identical mirrored version of the same attraction, and they surrounded a single trailer in the middle, which housed the control center and had dressing rooms for the scare actors. Only one side would operate at less busy times, and then both sides would operate when the park got busier. Oh, okay. So the walls were adorned with props, mannequins, spiderwebs, skeletons, and any other cheesy haunted house decor that you can think of. (laughs) Yeah. There are various lighting effects, sound effects, and the actors would often perform scenes of well-known fictional characters such as Dracula and Frankenstein, and historical figures such as Lizzie Borden. Now, on the evening of May 11th, 1984, only one side was in operation, and there was a steady flow of guests moving through it. At around 6.30, a fire started inside the section where the guests were moving through. Now, just as an aside, I'd like to remind everyone of how flammable spooky decorations can be. Oh, yeah. Just as they should be. <laughs> Not as to they... mention our, our wonderful friend Foam that's made in, like, all fabrication things. Right. Yeah, because it's made of foam, plastic, fabric, and paper. That's really what, oh, yeah. what mm-hmm. makes these things. So couple that with a narrow and confusing maze-like layout, and you have a disaster waiting to happen. It's a goddamn tinderbox. Oh, dude! And and mm-hmm. and so uh, you're saying they're uh, trailers? Is that yeah? Like they're basically huge metal facades. Is it like shipping containers or like or you're saying semi semi trailers? I yeah, mean, I guess a lot of those do have like um kind of metal metal walls. It's usually flimsy metal, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially just an enclosed. Like you're saying Tinder box in like yeah. a metal box. <laughs> and it's like in an S. So you got like one trailer going up, one over, one down, over, up. So it's kind of like a snake formation that they've oh, made it into. That's really interesting. Okay. There's really great pictures I'm seeing of like the the aftermath and how they look exactly like Ugh. you know, trailers. It's exactly yeah. what they look like. Crazy. So when the flames started, there were 30 people inside at the time. And the fire was initially mistaken by some guests to be part of the special effects, but it was soon apparent that this was not the case. Because of the nature of the layout and then the mass panic, it was hard for guests to exit the ride safely through the confusion and chaos. The flames were visible from the outside of the ride, and emergency services were quickly called and dispatched. But by the time they got the flames under control, the burning section of the haunted castle was basically in ruins. It was initially believed that everyone had been safely evacuated, with 14 people having escaped before the flames took over. However, when the wreckage was surveyed a few hours later, the firefighters found eight people, all trapped in the same corridor, so badly burnt 
that they had at first been identified as burned mannequins. Oh, my God. These eight people were from a group of nine teenagers that entered the ride together. Once again, failure by the park to ensure the safety of the guests was mostly to blame. However, the fire was started by a teen with a lighter. Was it one of the nine that that you think started it, of the eight that died? No, the eight that died were more like um, like 18, 19-year-olds around that age range. No. But um, a, a 13-year-old boy had later testified uh, that he was with another young man who was like 14 years old. And the 14-year-old was the one who was using the lighter. And he was using the lighter to navigate through a portion of the maze where it was too dark to see due to a malfunctioning strobe light. So the 14-year-old was kind of familiar with this maze, and he couldn't see where he was going because the light was out, so he took out the lighter. Yeah. And that's when a flame hit a decorative foam board, and the fire started. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So upon investigation, it was found that Six Flags had failed at every turn as far as safety regulations were concerned. Dude, just just the layout and the it just all sounds so janky and horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, how hard is it to make a goddamn structure, you know? Or just put in some fucking exit. You know, just cut some exit doors in. You know, it's just I mean, I I mean, this is the early eighties, so I mean well, there were, exit, were... <laughs> there were exit doors. Um, but, Two um, at either yeah, end. No. <laughs> I'll get to that. So the haunted castle was originally intended to be a temporary structure. Mm-hmm. And throughout the five years of its operation, it was still coded as such. Therefore, the fire department had not required enforcement of safety protocols, such as wow. smoke alarms and fire sprinkler systems. Mm. It was just recommended. (laughs) On top of this, employees testified that none of the exit lights were working properly and the overall lighting system was faulty. The employees had even planned a walkout in 1983 because of the poor maintenance of the haunted castle. Now, in the aftermath of the incident, charges of manslaughter against Six Flags and two of the park executives came up in a criminal trial. But of course, the park was cleared of any wrongdoing and the blame fell upon town officials for failing to enforce safety protocols. And as always, the state's fire regulations were updated as a result of this, and this actually went on to revolutionize safety regulations for haunts all across the country. Keep them haunts safe. Right? Uh, But like we were saying before, it's the same story every time, you know? You build something, you don't follow safety protocols, people die and the laws change. Right. So, so Six Flags didn't actually have to pay anything or do anything. Um, I think they settled out of court with yeah. some of the families of of the victims. That that mm-hmm. seems to be pretty common with a lot of these cases. Are right. there's usually settlements out of court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I I saw that happen quite a bit. What happens when you don't want to settle and you want to take it further and further? Then you you can pursue it. Um, it's just like you, if you can, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So so do you have the financial means to keep going? Sure. Um, and also like in knowing you know, you if you don't take a settlement, you do take the risk of not getting anything at not all. Not winning. Yeah, not right? winning yeah. that court case. I mean, yeah, and it's hard to say, right? I mean, like how mm-hmm. this will shake out, but well, and the parks can afford like the best of the best of the best. 
sure. as far as I mean, lawyers' yeah. representation. So, and they usually do like payouts of you know in in the millions. You know, like it's yeah. just one point so five sad. or yeah, over, yeah. It's just been like hundreds of years of like things getting like like companies getting away with things because you know they they can't people can't fight them and stuff yeah that's capitalism baby i know that's i keep right. thinking about that it's terrible yeah so that was the haunted castle fire damn son. man gotta gotta keep those haunts gotta keep them safe that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and I mean if you go through a haunted house now you see exits in like every room sometimes a couple exits mm-hmm. and it's very clear where they are so I, yeah. it, it's a good thing that they've updated it because like I said it's very flammable in those things so <laughs> you know and, and not to get like too political here but you do hear from certain people that like they want less regulation in their lives or in certain yeah. things and to a degree you know you could kind of get that a little bit but you know sure. i think these instances always show you can't really trust people enough to not no. have regulations yeah, I mean, especially in, yeah. yeah especially in certain areas um or or in industries and things you just like people who say that i think have a naive faith in other people Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, a lot a lot of these workers are like young teenagers or fucking people just there for a paycheck. They're just right. trying to do their job. They have no no an investment. Yeah, in, they're in not the that's thing. not their job to figure that out or know no. that, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's <laughs> uh it's pretty crazy. It makes you a little scared. <laughs> Although oh. I do, I do kind of miss the old, a little janky haunted houses. Like I will always remember the one in Chilton in Wisconsin when we were younger. Oh yeah, it was the uh, oh my god, names onto my tongue. Anyway, but it was it was always this one section where, um, you went to go pet this fox at the bottom of some stairs, and they had some barrels attached to that ropes was so at the top. Scary. I remember and when that. you when you went to go pet the the stuffed fox, they throw the barrels down the stairs, and they just stop short of. Scare yeah, the shit you. out of you. Yeah. It scared the shit out of you, but also it's like, what if one of those fucking ropes broke? Snap, yeah. I think there was uh, bars in front of it, too, from what oh, I Oh, were there? Okay, yes. yeah, it must have been. It's been a while, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was trying to think like, like, wow, that's super dangerous. Who put those on anyway? Whoever did that was so good. Uh, it was RC did a lot of those. Um, yeah, he did after we yeah, left. Our, yeah. Oh, wow. I think he also did while we were there a little oh, bit. Oh, did he? Yeah, no. I think um, RC is uh, our da- one of our dad's old friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he because yeah, I think he did a lot of those, or, or like at least some of them, or or helped yeah. with them maybe in the early mm-hmm. days when we were there. Yeah, they're so Wisconsin had the best fucking haunted houses, dude. Straight so up. awesome. Yeah, I've been looking at the ones in like Alabama and stuff that are like uh like what happens to to send your soul to hell, like of like you oh know, the Christian coffee. ones. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Christian, oh, yeah, like healthy Those parts. are so funny. I would love to go. Well, it's just like the <laughs> the haunts are like people like like kids dying from texting in a car accident. That like you know, it's like all these kids. They're morality kids, tales. Yeah, and they're really like they're little very, vignettes very of. Mm-hmm. I showed yeah. my nipple to this boy in math class, and now I'm boiling in a I'm cauldron. A yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> This could happen to you. you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got finger banged under the bleachers and now I'm being skinned along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, because you you look at these big rides at these um at these theme parks, you know, and just like, man, they're so intense and huge and like they feel so dangerous in a way. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of accidents happen from the more simplistic rides, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do get a lot of ejections and and malfunctions with the uh, malfunctions with the bigger ones, but it seems like the big the big death tolls happen with the more I mean, ones. I almost fell out of a ride when I was 10, the Florida State Fair. I'm sure I've told this story before, but I was in one of those those like loop rides where you go like in a, a big old loop. Yeah, and that's I what that's what that older one was like. It's like the exact same thing. Yes. And was I wasn't tall. I think is that what they're called? The zipper? I'm not Might sure. Be. It's just just a loop of a roller coaster thing where you're mm-hmm. just, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You just go yeah. back and forth. It's like a single loop. Sometimes yeah. you just go the okay. one time. I think the Yeah, older it's ones not like just... an up and the zipper is pretty cool. I just did that. But it was just like that thing. Anyway, the I wasn't tall enough and the guy let me on anyway. I'm and gonna make this girl's day. I I don't know <laughs> why I was by myself, but I totally oh my was God. by myself. And I get in there and the thing won't go all the way on me kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. I don't know shit. I'm a kid. So start the thing up and here it goes. And the minute we start to go upside down, I'm sliding out of the thing. Oh. And I I had to hold on with all of my strength to not fly out of that thing. And I remember you could hear me screaming across the park like, I think even dad heard me screaming. And when I got off the thing, I was like as white as a sheet. And he was just like, he's like, I thought I could hear you screaming. And I was just like, I almost almost fell out of that thing. The ride guy's oh like, God. oh, you were really screaming. You must have had an awesome, <laughs> awesome time. time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's having so look at her. She's she had she's white. She's having so much fun. I just I've I've never <laughs> screamed again in my life like that. It was like did you, yeah, did you ever see I, that movie? Couldn't like, imagine. Ready or not, you know, with the 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 bride and the oh hell yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. We, like we talked about ready scream or not. Sound, yeah. It sounded like that. Oh, it was man. crazy. Oof. Yeah, yep. I love that so movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, just be careful out there, y'all. Yeah, yeah. make sure you're tall enough. Make mm-hmm. sure you're wide enough. Yep. yep. <laughs> if if some doesn't seem right, you stop that goddamn person. You say, hey, check this out. Yeah. Yep. And Definitely. If you, if you think you're gonna pass out, just don't get on. And if something smells really weird or something is dripping on you and ouch, it hurts. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll do some socials. Unless yeah. you guys have anything else to add. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I just, uh, I, you know, but I would I'll still go on them. I still love them. Yeah, yeah. I do ro- yeah. love a good roller coaster. For I do sure. love a good roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. I'll proceed with caution. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So you can follow us on Facebook at Under the Pendulum Podcast, on Instagram at Under Pendulum Podcast, on Twitter at Pendulum underscore pod, on TikTok at Under the Pendulum, and you can find all our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or almost anywhere else you listen to your pods. And at some point, we're just going to have to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is Twitter still Twitter? I think it's called X, X now. X. Yeah. Oh, X. How do you say? Because like people say tweet. So how do you say that with X? It's still Twitter.com when you pull up the URL, but it's displayed as X at the top. That's so stupid. Yep. We all hate it. <laughs> 
Well, you can find me, Heather, on Facebook, Heather Thomas, Instagram, h.n.thomas, Twitter, at Heather W. Thomas. <laughs> and you can hear my narrations on Creepy, Tales to Terrify, The Wicked Library, and Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. And you got quite a few coming up, and you've put out a few already. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's so, been a busy couple yay. months. Yeah, so definitely definitely check those Congratulations. out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you can find me, uh, Caitlin, on Instagram under Frothy Stardog. Nice. And you can find me on Instagram by looking for Christopher Weber 13V and Facebook by looking for Christopher Weber. Hell yeah, Doug. Beautiful. Hell yeah, Doug. <laughs> you scream, I scream, we all scream. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, we will be back with another episode and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Buckle your safety belt. Yeah.